Welcome to the Alex cast. Um, yes. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that this show has been put together with spit and gumption and random pieces of wires I found on the floor and um, duct tape. That's pretty much the show. Well, it's done. I just broke the last piece of equipment. I, I have no money to replace anything, so I can't Skype anymore. Um, I, I can't really edit that well. well I mean, I can kind of edit. This is the best I can record, um, which hopefully this doesn't sound bad. But I can't look at the internet while I'm talking because I get a clicking sound in the background. And yeah, it's one of those things that you knew was coming because, well, I mean, let's face it, um, you can't do a quality sounding podcast uh, running off of, you know, dreams and wishes. So, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm not saying this is like the end of the show, but I don't I don't really know what to do here. I'm kind of in a corner. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what to do. Uh, the part that I thought was broken is like the one thing I could afford to replace. And I got a new one and that wasn't it. So, I think my mixer is officially fried. Um, yeah, so this is annoying. Um, yeah, but... That is that. So what I'm giving you this week is I went into the archive. Um, the first 30-something episodes of the show uh, have not been available for quite some time because they're not... They're, it's not that they're bad. It's just uh, a lot of them have copyrighted music on it. Copywritten music, whatever. Music I don't own. A lot of them had background music, and a lot of them were done on, as I was just talking about, just... Uh, even shittier equipment than I have now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, you know, the quality of the audio is not that great. But anyway, so I, I went into the archives, I grabbed one of those old episodes. But this is one of the later of the early episodes. So actually the sound doesn't, uh, I listened to a bit of it, the sound doesn't sound that bad. And I found, um, one section that I found amusing. I didn't listen to the whole thing, to tell the truth. I just wanted to, I wanted to put out an episode this week because, um, I don't know because I wanted to put it out an episode, but I'm, I'm well frustrated at this point. And I, yeah, I just, I can't keep fucking spending money on this shit. So yeah, I, I this is not going to be the last episode, but uh, I gotta, I gotta figure some shit out. So yeah, I guess I'll go and do that. But, uh, in the meantime, uh, if you're like, no, Alex, stay, uh, here's some ways you can help me, uh, go to alexcast.com, click the Amazon link before you buy shit on Amazon. You can click the Audible link. You get a free audiobook for clicking that. I don't know why I say these things. Nobody does it. Uh, there's a PayPal link there. That'd be great if you could donate some money. Um, and there's links to the books I've written, Periphery and The Void Sutras. Uh, at this point, if each of you buy about 10 copies a piece, 
uh, I would, uh, maybe I can, you know, I could, I could actually get some fucking working equipment. Um, well, the one thing works, the computer works. So I, as I said that, there's probably going to start smoking, but, um, everything else died. It is so fucking annoying, but, uh, yeah, just, just go to the website if you want to help or if you just want to look around. I got tons of free shit. There's hours upon hours of free audio. There's, there's, I put a bunch of my writing up there for free. Um, there's links to everything. So just go there. That's the helpful thing. Uh, the other thing is the actual, the one actual sponsor I have is the standard, a bar in Portland, which, uh, had I known the shit storm that was following me with, uh, breaking everything in this piece of garbage studio, I would be right there now drinking large amounts of whiskey for low prices until I don't longer feel this level of annoyance. However, I'm not there right now, but you could be if you go to 14 Northeast 22nd Ave. That's right, 14 Northeast 22nd. Drink away your miseries. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, this originally was episode 26. Uh, it was originally titled Japan is Weird. I don't know why I have it titled that. Here is the um, description that I wrote back when it originally came up. Um, in this link field episode, Alex walks us through the treacherous byways of the internet. Also, some talk about other stuff. Other stuff! Music by The National, Weirdness by Japan. So I, I suppose I played some kind of Japanese weirdness. I'm having a memory of this now. I think I found some, like, incredibly odd Japanese commercial. I don't really remember, though, but that this is starting to ring a bell. This was, this was, a, this was a while ago. Um... I don't actually know when. The date on it says... <laughs> Sorry, I just came. Um, the date on it says... 28 December 2012, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, it can't be right. I think that's probably when I edited it, or something along those lines. Yeah, that is when I edited it, because there's a little note here saying, because I've taken this episode down twice now. There's an, actually a note on here says, episode unavailable due to bad with storage limitations. Uh, older episodes available in a bundle for a PayPal donation of $15, uh, which I guess is still true. If you want to give me 15 bucks, we'll give you all the original episodes. Um, I haven't thought about that since, I, in fact, I forgot I was doing that, but back when I was on Podomatic, and I might talk about that in this episode, I used to talk about it a lot, because this was back when the show was kind of kicking ass on Podomatic and it kept being number one in comedy and shit. So I may bring it up, but, uh, I, unfortunately my success, uh, kind of, uh, strangled my bandwidth, like, like, like a hooker that had given you back some sass and yeah. So that's that. All right. Well, so, uh, this is me continuing, uh, wrapping up the three year experiment that is the Alex cast. Yeah. It's just consistently me not being able to afford any of this shit. And, uh, you know, frankly, I'm tired of it. Um, yeah, so listen to this episode. I'm sure it's good. You can hear uh, what I sounded like, you know, a few years back. And uh, I will. There will be another show. Uh, I'm just really kind of in the dumps right now uh, about this whole fucking thing. I, I'm I'm tired of wrestling with every aspect of my. I like I like I have shitty boots on because I can't afford good ones, and they're like it just my feet hurt. Just everything's terrible when you're poor, and I just I just don't feel like dealing with it right now. So what I'm saying is that all my dramatic proclamations and hints that the show is over, they're lies. It's all lies. It's garbage. Don't listen to me. Um, listen to all that shit I said about giving me money and advertisers and stuff. That's true. 
because I, I really am, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Um, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking now and have other me talk for a bit. So uh, please enjoy uh, this thing. It's uh, episode what used to be 26. Japan is weird. Become the target of this hand With never even asking Well I know that you know That you're the only thing that I can stand So how could your head Have the nerve to dance around like that Blowing And how could the air have enough to blow your hair around like that well, I'm waiting for a magnet water wall To take me out of your view I'm looking for a trapdoor trigger To drop me out of your view Yes, I'm listening, I'm listening I can tell that you are serious You're looking for that hurt Look around my mouth Look of a steep fall That's how hurts you put it So you can make another claim We'll go ahead and make it So you can make another claim Go ahead and make it Just waiting for a 90 mile water wall To take me out of your view I'm praying For a trapdoor trigger
welcome to the AlexCast. I have nothing to talk about. That's not true. I've got a bunch of stories sitting in front of me that I planned, because I said I was going to start planning things. I have a homemade thing of low-fat, low-calorie Gatorade. Those delicious ice cubes. I have a little sewing kit. And I'm ready to rock. I was going to start off this podcast by doing an acapella rendition of Eye of the Tiger by um, Survivor. I don't know who did that song. But I didn't do that. You know why? Because I started to go bam, bam, bam on the first time I tried to record this. And the wave of shame that overtook me was epic. And horrible. So I said, fuck that. So here I sit. Eye of the tigerless. Eyeless of the tiger. Like a blind tiger. Like a man reported for sure near for kind of uh kind of stumbled right there. Anyway, by stumble I mean I started reading the news article that was in front of me that I already read because I find the internet more interesting than my podcast, much like most of you, if my numbers are to be believed. And by that, I mean thank you guys. Um, I have a number of people to thank, and I want to get it out of the way right away. So, as of this recording, it's 9.10 in the p.m., 10 after the hour, on September the 17th, year of our Lord, 2011, Anno Domini. Uh, which kind of means the year of our Lord, so it's a little repetitions. So anyway, the 17th, I am currently sitting at number 5 comedy podcast on podomatic.com and number 266 overall. And because when I first started, I remember I was 23,000th or something like that, uh, 2300th, I don't know, but the point is there is a lot of podcasts on here, so that's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you listening. I know a lot of that is overinflated, because every time I get a new listener, it seems like they download every episode, and since I've got uh, 25 episodes at this point, that kind of adds a chunk, so, you know, you get like 50, 70 downloads in a day on Podomatic, that like bumps you up a lot. But I wanted to say thank you. I also want to say thank you to Craig, my lovely oldest brother, who, coincidentally enough, is today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Craig, who donated to the podcast. I would like to thank Michelle, who donated to the podcast. I'd like to thank Justin, who donated to the podcast. And I think that's it. If I forgot your name, sorry. But uh, also, uh, other than Craig, you all donated a dollar, which is what I requested. And that's fun and wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, when I did request that, I was kind of expecting all of you to do it, uh, but, but, I mean, fuck it, I'm up to, like, nine or ten bucks in those dollar donations, that's cool in and of itself, um, which reminds me that in twelve days, it's my birthday, I will be getting older, so, uh, I will be accepting donations for my birthday, uh, recommended donation is a hundred dollars, and I will get you, uh, you'll get a chat on the show, fuck, for, you know, I'll put it this way, for a hundred dollars, I'll let you come on the show. You'll be a guest, which isn't a very good thing to say because um, for zero dollars, I'll probably let you come on the show and be a guest. Uh, so, in order to donate, you want to go to um, PayPal and you can just send money to Alex Cast, uh, Alex with two X's, Cast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can go to Alex with two X's dot podomatic dot com or Facebook dot com slash uh, AlexCast and just find stuff who gives a shit. So yeah, that's out of the way. Thanks guys. I appreciate that. I like uh I like going to uh the Potomatic uh you go to the comedy site and there I am. Right next to everybody else. Let's um actually let's look at that right now. Let's see who I'm up against. Dave Rabbit's always number one, which I've talked about this before. Dave Rabbit, um I actually knew about it well before that. Um Nice. Alright, the black guy who tips is in first. Uh and I'm happy for him because I think that's a really great name. Dave Rabbit, number two, Janie Godley's podcast, number three, Jack Benny Show, OTR podcast, number four, the Alex cast, number five, Darren's Daily Dose of Weird is number six, El Despolete podcast, uh, Despolete, whatever, number seven, Vicla Donvan, Viclon Donvan, who gives a shit, the Jimmy Dan Show is number nine, and Mock the Week from Global Hits Radio is number ten, pardon me as I take a drink, my delicious thing. Delicious. So anyway, um, that's not exactly faulty company. I'm sure you noticed that other than Dave Rabbit, I'm sure you've never heard of any of those people. It's because Potomatic isn't exactly big sites. Tell your friends. Uh, now let's go to some stories I got lined up for you. Wait, maybe I should tell you about what's happened to me since last I've seen you. Um, just about nothing. So No, okay, I, there's something I do want to tell you about, and I'm not sure if I did. There is a new... Um, um, coffee shop by my house. So it's been there for a few months now, and I love it. Most of the reason I love it is because I'm usually the only one there, and I've been getting a lot of writing done. And uh, it's called Cemetery Gates. It's on, it's in Portland, Oregon, on Southeast 20th and Morrison, I think. Uh, no, maybe not Morrison. Southeast 20th and, yeah, Morrison. Yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, Southeast 20th and Morrison. Uh, it's great. It's, it's, these little punk rock kids own it and they don't talk to me, which, I mean, I really, I, I mean nothing to them, but I enjoy the place a lot. It's comfortable, uh, when it's hot, it's got air conditioning and the coffee's pretty good. And, um, you can either stare out at a, uh, vegan falafel stand or, uh, a, a graveyard, cemetery. So that's fun. I just want to tell you guys about it because much like every coffee, much like everything in my life, uh, every coffee shop I end up liking goes out of business, uh, very quickly. So, uh, you guys should show up there and get some coffees to go because I don't, I don't want to deal with that place being busy because then I'll stop going there and then, I'll, and then I'll get popular and then I need to find another coffee shop, which has happened to me many times at this point. Because I don't like places where I gotta look for some place to sit. Then what am I gonna do? Talk to people? Fuck that. Um, Yeah, that's just about it. I really, I've done, I've done nothing. Uh, uh, yeah. It's really kind of, uh, disappointing. To, uh, oh, oh, hey, I can update you on the online dating thing. Uh, new, new, fun, exciting, uh, things on that is that, uh, I canceled my account on both sites I was on because they suck. And, uh, I will be horrible and alone for a little bit longer. Yay! Comedy podcast. Hooray! Uh, I thought I, oh, hey, I also saw, um, Attack the Block, uh, that little independent science fiction kind of, kind of, uh, horror comedy kind of thing. That was really good. They had, uh, a, the fat guy from, uh, Shaun of the Dead, whose name is, uh, the fat guy from Shaun of the Dead. And that's it. I didn't know anybody else in it. 
I don't know if you're supposed to know anybody else in it, but uh, yeah, it was a really good movie. It was made for about twelve bucks, and um, uh, yeah, fucking a, it was good. Um, essentially, the uh, aliens land in a um, a block, a condominium, uh, not condominium. What, what do you call it? Like a apartment housing, like shit bomb apartment housing in England, some shitty part of England, which I don't know anything about England other than the fact that we used to hang out there and then uh then we kicked their ass because something to do with tea but uh yeah the aliens land and these group of uh, ragtag kind of thug hooligans uh, have to uh beat them back and a strong performance by the lead hooligan uh whose name was Moses um uh, actually all of them were pretty funny the lead the lead lady was good uh so yeah I would recommend uh, going to see Attack the Block it's very good for a low budget film uh, and that's surprising because I actually went to see a movie, which doesn't happen all that often, uh, as you guys know, because I've referenced it. Um, yeah, I keep saying um so much, it's very, very disturbing. So, uh, there's a, I'm just going to tell you stories today because, uh, you know, whatever, but my favorite thing that happened uh, this week was, uh, was this, and I'm just going to read you some of the story, uh, so... Um, uh, Gregory Dale Brockman, 33, who was serving as, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, here we go. Gregory Dale Brockman, 33, was serving a three-year sentence for burglary in January 2010 when he wrote letters to the Secret Service detailing his culinary plans. According to court papers, in his missive postmarked January 19, 2010 from a Chester prison, he described how he would proceed with his meal with the sexual assault of First Lady Michelle Obama and then skin her alive. He added that after killing the president, he planned to, in quotes, cut his meat from his bones and put them in the oven, then sit down at the table and start eating. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this idiot wrote to the president and said that he was going to rape his wife, uh, kill her, uh, skin her alive, and then... Uh, Alright, let's do... Let's take what I did there and less Lex Dyslia with it in which he would rape, then skin alive, thus being the killing, because you can't rape, then kill, then skin alive. Uh, that just ruins the meal. Yeah, so this poor schlub uh, was, let's see, he was sentenced to five years in prison. Uh, he'll serve that after finishing out his term at Chester. And another five years for threatening George W. Bush in 2008. Uh, oh, they weren't consecutive. All right, so he's just going to do about five years. All right, fuck it. But uh, I just, I don't know, I just found it funny. Like, what a ballsy thing to do that you're just, you're sitting in jail and you, you fucking, uh, you, you threaten the president <laughs> raping his wife. I mean, I'm not saying raping slaughter is funny, but <laughs> that's fucking funny. Uh, let's see, another story I found interesting was, uh, if you want to go to naturalplane.blogspot.com, that's one of my favorite websites, it's, uh, Fans and Monsters, it's got all these weird Fordian links, uh, uh, from, uh, let's see, this was September 15th, uh, you can find that there's a Time Traveler shoe print, uh, which, I mean, it looks like a shoe print, uh, and it's from some really ancient rock, like, uh, you know, trilobite times. But well, the reason I have this thing uh, bookmarked is I also, this is where I found yeah new species of dolphin discovered uh, and discovered off the coast of fucking uh, Melbourne 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 Mel I don't know how, you're supposed to say it in some stupid fucking Aussie way Melbourne Melbourne whatever 
Um, let's see, uh, blah, 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 classification as Terpseops australis is described in blah, 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 blah. Uh, so basically it looks exactly like a regular bottlenose dolphin, but they ran DNA tests, it turns out to be a different species, which... I always find these stories interesting for a number of reasons. One, because I'm a big fan of Bigfoot. And I know you're thinking, hey Alex, Bigfoot doesn't swim, and he looks nothing like a, a dolphin. And I would say, well, yeah, of course not, because people rarely see Bigfoot, and maybe he turns into dolphin in his larval phase. But what I really mean is that uh, finding a large, uh, previously unknown species is kind of cool, and maybe gives hope that there is, in fact, a Bigfoot, or an orang appendic, or a yeti, or a swamp ape, or um, uh, a yaren, or uh, a yowie, or uh, a wampa from, from Star Wars. That, that was, the, that was the, the, the thing that hung Luke upside down in the dice cave on, on Hoth. <sighs> If you guys could remind me that I uh, I decide to sit around in my house on a Saturday night and talk into a microphone, and uh, and the things I talk about is wampas and, uh, and dolphin species, just remind me that next time I'm complaining that I can't find a girlfriend and online dating doesn't work for me, because this is what happens. So speaking of wampas, because that's what I do, I hear someone's phone ringing. This is kind of creepy. I suppose it's my neighbors. I wonder if they heard me say that. This is fucked up. This is some kind of weird movie within a movie thing, even though this isn't a movie. But I like to believe it is. Um, this Gatorade's getting less and less good. It's going along because I put too many ice cubes in it. Uh, so I found on io9... Uh, which is quickly becoming my favorite website, uh, because, well, you know, once a day I read it, so, whatever. Uh, so, you can find an io9 from the 17th, uh, I, I'll try to remember to, I won't remember to fucking post this, so just look for it. The title of it is Wampa Attacks, Blue Milk, and Incestuous Makeout Sessions Equal the Star Wars Deleted Scenes. So yeah, there's some deleted scenes from Star Wars, a few of these you've probably seen already, um, there's a scene with Luke and, um, what's his stupid friend's name, Biggs, uh, remember where, where he tells Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru that he wanted to go down to Takeshi Station to pick up some power converters with Biggs? Well, there's a couple scenes with Biggs and his other friends, uh, that, you've probably seen those before, let's see, there's a couple extra scenes of Han and Leia getting their Mac on, but the best part is, is the, uh, the Wampas attacking the rebel base on Hoth. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I, I can't play it on here, obviously, but you guys have got to watch it. The puppeteering on it is just hilarious. There's, there's like a, there's a visual, uh, like a, I don't know how to say it, like a 60s English comedy-esque scene in which C-3PO takes a sign off a wall to trick the stormtroopers into running in with the, with the, with the, uh, Wampa. And, uh, whoo, boy, is it funny. Uh, and you should see it. And that's, that's that. Uh, that's all, that's pretty much the highlights. Um, uh, oh, yeah, no, there's actually another thing that I like, too, that I'd never seen before, that there's apparently a, there was a subplot with one of the generals was kind of having second thoughts about how evil the uh, Empire was and blowing up the moon planet of Endor. Uh, 
Uh, I don't remember where I saw it here. Let's see. Ger Gerard, a conflicted Imperial officer during the Battle of Endor. Uh, so it's like two minutes of him going back and forth whether or not he should do some evil shit. But, um, it's... It's good. It's good to watch. I like it. This little segment would have gone better, like, if I was talking to one of my buddies and be like, Hey, did you see that Lincoln? And he'd be like, yeah. And then we could talk back and forth. But since, you know, um, I don't have anybody to talk to, uh, I'm, I, I mean, other than you guys, but since you can't respond other than in the mystical responses in my head and the very, very, very occasional email I get, uh, that's it. <sighs> yeah, so that's that. Alright, let's close that link. We're just, we're just killing this stuff. Fucking dominating. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Oh, that Superman story. I can't talk about that yet. Um, you should look at those Nazca lines they found in the Mideast. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but that's kind of interesting. I have that bookmark. They just found these kind of circle-looking things, pictographs. Uh, they, they look cool, but it's just read the story. It's not, it's, they don't know what the civilization is. There's not a lot of information, but it's, it's kind of neat. I, they, I bookmarked it because I, I did want to kind of do a, uh, Mother Civilization, We're Older Than We Think break, but I realize I talk about that all the time. Uh, so we're going to close that, and, oh, I'm closing too many. Oh, here's another thing, so, um, there's a podcast that's much better than this one that I listen to, and it's called Mysterious Universe. And Mysterious Universe is, uh, it's a universe of mysterious things. And, uh, whole universe of it. As you see, Australian guys, and they uh, they discuss uh, Fortean topics and uh, obscurica, esoterica, that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, this one that they put a link to, and I want you guys to check it out. Uh, so, this is Benjamin Solari Paravinci's prophetic message. So, this dude did back in the 1930s. Um, started writing down, like, kind of prophetic dreams or whatever, and he ended up during these, uh, I forget what they're called, but it, it basically pictures with some text next to it, but, uh, one of which looks like it's predicting the Twin Towers getting hit, so, uh, let's read the text, shall we? It says, the North American freedom will lose its light. Its torch will light no longer, as well as yesterday did it. And the monument will be hit for twice. Yeah, the uh, translation's a little weird there. But the monument will be hit twice, which is kind of interesting. And the drawings he has looks, I mean, like a combination of... It's either the Statue of Liberty... Well, it's obviously a reference to the Statue of Liberty. But in one of the pictures, it looks like the Twin Towers slash the Statue of Liberty with, with an explosion going off. So, what's interesting... And it, so that's interesting. But the way this website sets it up, they show a picture of... Statue of Liberty and where it is regards to the towers or where the towers were. But it's, it's pretty fucking creepy. And there's a bunch of them. Um, uh, there's one where he predicts nuclear power. Uh, uh, the obelisks of the moon will speak someday and they will destroy the voice of the human being. Which is interesting because, uh, oh wait, no, that's from the year 1972. I was going to say it was interesting, but I think. Arthur C. Clarke had already written 2001 by that point, so forget it. Um, yeah, he talks about the atoms taking over, the atom arriving, taking over, predicted, uh, it kind of predicted the end of the Second World War, 
predicted Germany being a world power for the years of the war before, you know, obviously before that. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of interesting future predictions that looks like some came true. Now, I'm not uh, a believer in... A, I don't not believe, but I, I find seeing the future is a little creepy. Not creepy, but I have a tough time doing it because I think... Not that I think, but it worries me, but wouldn't that say that there's predestination? That if you can see the future, that means the future is already existent. So wouldn't that mean that, you know, free will and, and you know, your ability to, you know, travel a path of your own making would be hindered, if not impossible? You know, like, let's say I was uh, Al Zarqawi instead of Al Bolan. Um... That was weird. That Al Boland thing, that didn't even make any sense. I wish I had someone here to, like, laugh at me for that bomb. But, uh, what if, like, I went, hey, you know what? You know, Judaism kind of makes sense, and I convert. And then the September 11th thing doesn't go down. So, does that mean I couldn't possibly have done that? I probably shouldn't compare myself to Al Cowie because I was talking about the president getting killed by that psycho guy. Um... Alright, let's do this a little bit better. Alright, so let's say, uh, a smaller scrap for my life. So I have a book out, um, The Void Sutras on Amazon.com. Um, if I decided to give up writing at age 17, that book never would have come out. It wouldn't be available right now on Amazon.com. Also available on Kindle. The Void Sutras. <laughs> so, at 17 years old, was I, I mean, now that I'm aware of the future, that book has already come out. I mean, the future for my 17-year-old self. At 17, was I not presented with the ability to give up writing? Or, you know, two years before the book came out, when I, was, when I wasn't quite putting it together yet. Does that mean it was predetermined for that book to come out? Or, you know, like, did I have a choice? So if I saw that book in the future... Like, let's say at 17, I got a glimpse of the future, and I saw the book was out. Could I have changed my mind and went into, you know, uh, banking, uh, become a power legal or something? Or was I forced because the glimpse of the future happened? Like, to see the future, does it write the future? Is the future already there? Do you have to go that? Or is it, like, kind of a, a, a uh, like, a interchangeable thing? Can it, can it be moved? Can it be, is it, mm, moldable. That's the word. And moldable works. Why not? Who gives a shit? Malleable. That's the word I was thinking of. See? Give me long enough, I'll come up with it. Which is unfortunate, because you can't really give me all that long, because it's not that long of a podcast. And no one wants to listen to a man forget his words. So, yeah, that's this guy. So again, if you want to look at it, and you can make fun of me for me thinking this is legitimate, the Benjamin Solari Paravinci's Prophetic Message. And you can find it on Ooh. Just search for those words. Maybe, okay, I'll, I'll put a link to this one. This is the only one I'm going to put a link to. I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now. Because this is, it's like a takaital web, and there's all sorts of spelling, and there's, there's, there's underscores, and there's, uh... How do I make a new episode? Post new episode. Hey, this is the first time that's ever happened. I'm posting an episode while while doing it. Weird. Copy paste. All right.
my paste, I mean paste, there you go. Alright, so that'll be in the show notes on alex.podomatic.com. So, yay! Uh, watch that, so it's Benjamin Solari, Padovinci's prophetic message for all you on the RSS feed. Uh, if you really want to go to it, it's E-D-I-C-O, well, E-D-Cola-Web, E-D-I-C-O-L-A-W-E-B dot net slash non-solo UFO slash P-A-V underscore P-R-O-E dot H-T-M. So you're not going to type that in, so just find it on a fucking Podomatic. Assholes. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, here's the other story I want to talk about. Hold on, I need another drink. Oh, hey. Yes, I saw fucking Scarlett Johansson's tits, and it was terrible. I mean, they're not terrible. They're lovely. It's probably the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But, um, I feel so bad for the girl. She's taking pictures of her titties and sending it out to people, and now the entire world looks at them because these stupid hackers got at them. And I understand where the hackers are coming from. I'm not putting any blame on them. That whole anonymous thing, blah, 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 knocking down people in power and celebrities. But I think there's kind of a sacred trust with uh, with uh, homemade porno pictures. And I've talked about it before, but I've had... Uh, uh, I probably couldn't count how many, but I'm going to say at least seven girls that have let me take pictures of them or sent pictures to me. Actually, sent pictures to me, it's got to be more like 15, but let me be in the room and take pictures of their, uh, you know, their fiddly bits, you know, private photos. And I have never shown anybody any of them. Uh, the only photo I've ever shown anybody was one that was given to me in paper, and it's headless, and I don't know the girl anymore. Uh, but there's no head on there. So, uh, and she kind of cunted out on me. But that's it. That's the only one. So, I, I'm going zero for it, and I've never put anything on the internet. It's bullshit. I think that is a, is an insult that's a fucking, uh, that's a stab in the back. He shouldn't, I mean, I don't know, I, I would think it would be horrifying. Like, I, I, you know, picturing having a daughter or whatever, it would be horrifying, you know, that your daughter shit. And then the internet is, it's permanent, man, you know. So a little fucking stupid girl makes a mistake, and all of a sudden you got her shit on the internet. And I'm not saying Scarlett Johansson is a stupid little girl, but her situation is a little different, and also worse on the levels that the entire fucking country wants to see those tits. And they're fantastic, and I'm really glad to have seen them. But it just sucks, because, you know, she's powerless to get them off the internet. I mean, it's gone, it's permanent, you know? Whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. It just... Everybody's talking about it like it's this great thing, and I just I feel bad for the girl. You know, I think it's it's a sacred trust if you get pictures of somebody's boobs. They need to get permission before that shit goes on the internet. That's what I have to say about that, and that's a that's a firm goddamn stance I'm taking. I don't listen to a lot of the episodes uh, of the show, but I listened to the last one or one of them. I don't know, but I was I was tapping on the table to make a point. For some reason, that made me laugh at just how fucking unprofessional that was. I found it amusing. Hold on. I was talking to a friend of mine. Not really a friend of mine, but whatever. The guy I know, I'm going to say he's a friend of mine. And uh, he he goes on his buddy's podcast. And he does kind of a similar one like this, you know, kind of comedic thing. Uh, 
talking to people thing, but uh, he always has a guest host every episode. Anyway, he was telling me that he edits it, and he, he ends up recording, like, two hours of talk for every episode, and his, his is an hour-long show. And I think that's kind of cheating. I mean, maybe it's just I'm kind of OG thinking about, uh, like, this is, uh, this is from, you know, radio days, not, not, uh, not internet days, you know. And I suppose you can, you know, it's fine, whatever, you, you can, you can edit, you know, whatever, that's your prerogative, but I think it's bullshit. So what I like to do is just yammer on for X number of, for time, you know, like, I used to try to make this thing an hour, and it's just... I, th I think it's going to be more like 45 minutes. This episode's going to be short, because... <sighs> I tell you the truth, I really don't feel like doing this today. I mean, they do. Now they started talking, it's fine. It's kind of fun. But, uh... It's 9.30 at night, and... <laughs> it's like... I just... I don't feel like doing it tonight, but tomorrow I got writing to do. I'm going to go to the, the wonderful coffee shop. And, uh... Tomorrow night I'm supposed to hang out with people, so I really just don't have time to get one recorded. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's that. So, here we are. Here I stand, unediting things, you know, except for the throwing a... <sighs> Excuse me. Throwing a weird commercial in. I don't think I'm actually gonna, uh... I'm just gonna put an opening song on this one and just call it a day. Uh, so... I don't know if you guys saw the story about, uh... Let's see if we can find the, uh, area. Here's the original story. That, uh, how do I say politically correct? The, uh, mentally... Mental needs... Uh... Like, retarded guy. Sorry, whatever that thing is. So anyway. Mentally disabled, there we go. So, uh, this is from September 6th, and you probably saw it because it went all over the internet, because everybody felt fucking so bad uh, for this dude. Um, uh, so, uh, mentally disabled man working for McDonald's and living in Granite City, Michigan, with his two dogs, Crypto and Dino, had $5,000 worth of his Superman collection stolen. Mike Myers' collection contains Superman lunchboxes, TVs, radios, Monopoly, and comic books from the 50s to the present day. But now they are in the hands of a man called Gary, who he met in a comic store and who asked, indeed pressured, to see the collection, and then, at a later date, took the opportunity to take m the more precious comic books. Gary is described as having dark hair, a goatee, is about 35, and drives a silver or gray car. Uh, if anyone has been offered Superman comics from the 50s, blah, 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 report it. So that's the original story. Then the internet went bananas over poor, poor Mike Myers. Uh, I'm sure they were still patting him on the back from the love guru. And, uh, they fucking caught Gary. Oh, no, no, well, let's, that's the end of the story. Well, sort of the end of the story, which is what we're going to get to. But the internet went nuts, and they decided to try to help replace this kid's collection. He's not a kid. He's, you know, 30-something years old, but this, this you know, mentally kid collection, you know. It's a very heartwarming story. But what's even more heartwarming, he's this little scumbag. So, anyway. <clears throat> uh, KMOV in St. Louis have reported that one Gary Arville Armbuster, Ar Ar Armbruster, I don't know why, 
Suspected of being Gary, who stole valuable Superman comics and memorabilia of disabled St. Louis man Mike Meyer, who he befriended, blah, 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 he was arrested. The arrest came after another robbery of a 76-year-old man who he attacked and had his jewelry and money stolen in Granite City, after the suspect conned his way into a cleaning job. Uh, the two crimes are linked due to the suspect's description, and the Superman comics and memorabilia were not only recovered, but have been returned to Mike Meyer, their owner. As the news of Mike Meyer's original loss reported, across the industry, a number of fellow collectors put together a package to send the Mike. That included hundreds of comics and memorabilia. I hope no one was going to ask for them back. Updated by Mark. With his original collection returned, Meyer intends to give the comics donated to him to a charity such as a children's hospital, according to St. Louis Today. Uh, as for Superman collection, Meyer now has close to double what he had lost. Smith has about 40 more items ready to be delivered, and dozens more have been promised. Meyer said that he wants to take the donations to give them to charity, possibly delivering them to a children's hospital. And quote, people were generous to me. This is how I can be generous in return. Aw, poor retard gave all the stuff back. That's so cute. So, uh, yeah, this jerk off to all the shit. You got to see a picture of Gary. I mean, Gary just looks like a douche. And he's fucking stealing from a 76-year-old guy and a fucking retard. And that is not, I mean, the... the Shut up. I'm just, I'm not saying, saying he's a retard in any kind of negative way. But anyway, yeah, that is, uh, that is the story of Gary and Mike Myers. Uh, if you want to check it out, bleedingcool.com, uh, the man who stole Superman arrested, uh, is, is, is where I got this from. I mean, it was all over the internet. I'm sure you heard this, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, hey, you know what else finished that I didn't talk to you guys about? Torchwood. Uh, 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 I like that show, and it, uh, it, the this season wound its way up, this miniseries, and what I have to say is, uh, don't bother watching it, because that series kind of sucked. The end had a really good final scene that uh, was cool, and that's about it. Uh, it's never really worth watching. I mean, it's, it might be worth watching if you're really bored, but for the most part, it's, it's not. Um, I forget if I recapped it, but I, fi I finished The Shield, which I watched way too quickly, all X number of seasons. Uh, satisfying enough ending, fine show, recommend it to anybody that feels like watching a show, a procedural cop drama. And I think I did this last time. That's about all I've watched, and I told you about Attack the Block. So there's, um, no new music recommendations, and yeah, that's about it. So, uh, nobody to play Scrabble with. Hmm. Oh. I kind of ran into a wall there, huh? Yeah, hold on. Okay, so I forgot that I was recording. I got distracted, and I went out and got drunk. So I'm just going to come back to wrap things up. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, I have one more thing to add, uh, and it may be the most important thing you hear in your life. It's one more YouTube clip. Uh, it is already on the website if you want to go to alex.automatic.com, and uh, you can watch it, but um, let me turn the volume off. Uh, you want to watch Funky Forest After School Club. Uh, it is a... You know Japan's weird, and they do weird things? Well, this is... Uh, this is one of those things. It's a man with giant nipples and some kind of uh, ass hemorrhoid that falls down through a chair that gets squeezed and then he shoots water out while a girl hits the water with a um, tennis racket. And then it gets weird. So I think you guys should watch that. So I'll put the link up. Uh, yeah, I probably didn't need to do this, but I feel weird like leaving without actually saying goodbye, you know? And, uh, Whatever. So you should watch that. And then I'm going to give you a little tower reading because I think this is going to be a short episode. I don't remember how long I recorded last night. Watching football after this is done. Get some writing done. It's going to be awesome. Okay, terrific. This uh, man is spraying water out of his nipples and this chick's hitting it with a racket. It's Okay, tower reading of the day goes failure. Peace upside down. And the devil. Oh boy. That's not good. Let's find out what failure means. <laughs> Shit. I was hoping for a good one this time. Uh, let's see. Failure, failure is um, the seven of discs. Uh, everybody at home vamp while I look this up. Okay. Failure is labor abandoned, sloth, unprofitable speculation, promises success unfulfilled, hopes deceived, disappointment, little gain from much labor, well dignified, is um, delay but growth, honorable work undertaken for the love of work, no expectation of material gain. Well, that's probably makes sense. I was thinking about going to do some writing. And then we also have, so that's the nature of the problem, so that makes sense. And then swords, the two of swords. And, uh, swords, swords. Sorry, I can't seem to find swords in here. There we are. That is peace. Contradictory characteristics in the same nature. Sacrifice and trouble giving birth to strength. Quarrel made up and peace restored. Yet tension remaining. Pleasure after pain, truth and untruth, indecision, action sometimes selfish, sometimes unselfish. That goes very well with that failure card. And then on top of it, we got the evil. Let's read what the devil is. The devil card is actually somewhat uninteresting for this deck. It's just a, it's a, one of those uh, goats with a third eye. I think there's a better word for it. And it's got big horns. And there's random people like kind of swirling and some kind of testicles at the bottom. You should really look at it. Remember, it's the, uh, the uh, Alistair Crowley Toth deck is what I'm, what I read from. And let's see, the devil. Blind impulse, irresistibly strong and unscrupulous person. Ambition, temptation, obsession. Secret plan about to be executed. Hard work, endurance, aching discontent, materialism, fate. So I think that means that I am going to go to the coffee shop after this and get some writing done instead of watch football. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm going to do. Remember, Cemetery Gates Coffee Shop, assuming it's open. I think they're open to 7. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to come back and uh, wrap things up. So, from all of us here at Tower Card Studios, 
I would like to say um, konnichiwa. Uh, uh, arigato. And then um, the suckers will peel off if I peel it like this, because that's what the movie is saying. Oh god, this is a part of the movie where like he pulls like a baby out of the chick's arm. It's really fucking weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, so uh, until uh, next time, namaste.